Hey everyone, and welcome to That's My 20 Cents, a podcast created to champion women, their achievements, and what it took to get them there. Hosted by Maggie Bale and Hannah Martin. Welcome back to That's My 20 Cents. I'm Maggie. And I'm Hannah. We want That's My 20 Cents to be an interactive experience for all of our listeners. If you have an inspiring woman that you know or someone that you're interested in learning more about and you think they should come on our podcast, feel free to shoot us a DM at 20 cents pod. We are super excited to introduce you to our second ever guest, Lindsay Reg. So Lindsay is a super good friend of mine and she has an amazing business and I'm really, really excited that she's coming on the podcast today and she is the definition of a powerhouse. Lindsay's a senior at NC State and is the founder and CEO of 321 Coffee in Raleigh, North Carolina. 321 Coffee is a nonprofit coffee shop that employs adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities or IDDs. Their mission is to provide a meaningful employment for adults with IDDs and to model inclusion for other businesses to follow. Currently, 321 Coffee operates as a permanent vendor at the North Carolina State Farmers Market and employs 21 adults with IDDs, all of whom are paid above minimum wage. They recently expanded their space and are going to begin the process of roasting their own beans. So we're super excited to have on our second guest, Lindsay. So Lindsay, just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for having me on That's My 20 Cents Podcast. I'm super excited to be here. Um, my name is Lindsay. I am one of the founders and the CEO of 321 Coffee, which is a nonprofit coffee shop that employs people with disabilities. Um, and I'm also a rising senior at NC State. So go Wolfpack. So what are you studying at NC State? Yeah, I study business administration, um, focusing on entrepreneurship. Okay. Awesome. So the reason that we have you here today is because of your success with your business. So can you give us a story behind 321 Coffee? Yeah. So sort of like I mentioned, um, nonprofit coffee shop, really about creating employment opportunities that are meaningful and significant um, for individuals with disabilities. So we're just all about letting people um, come and work in a safe and supportive environment, um, creating a space that really just shows and highlights the unique strengths that everyone has to offer. Um, and I think personally, I've had so much fun starting and growing the company. I've seen so much impact on myself, my employees, uh, the Raleigh community. So I'm definitely very proud of what 321 has accomplished. Yeah, I'm, I mean, for me, I'm a frequent customer at 321 Coffee, but for our listeners, can you kind of explain how you came up with the name 321 Coffee and the story behind that? Yeah, absolutely. So the name itself, the 321 represents Down syndrome, which is the third copy of the 21st chromosome. Um, So for us, that's just, I mean, that's such like a big part of our business. We really want it at the front of the business. Um, We want all of our employees, you know, greeting the customers right there at checkout, delivering the drinks. We just want to, like I mentioned earlier, having a place where um, their values and their strengths are just being highlighted. So I think that that's a super fun part of the name. Awesome. So those people are kind of who, well, that is what inspired you to name it 321 Coffee, but was there a specific person or thing that inspired you to kind of start it all together? Yeah, definitely. So um, the whole thing start, I started this, I started 321 Coffee my freshman year at state. Um, sort of my passion behind it stems back actually to elementary school. So when I was in third grade, I switched schools and I didn't know anyone in the new classroom. 
And the first people, the first girls that I became friends with were with three girls in the class who each had a different disability. Um, but at the time, that really didn't mean anything to me. You know, we just kind of bonded over liking the color purple and wanting to play hide and go seek at recess. So we were your <laughs> typical uh, third grade friends, definitely having a blast back then. Um, and I'm fortunate to say still having a blast being friends today. So we've grown up together. Um, we've had, so, I mean, they're some of the, the closest friends that I have. Our families are close. Our siblings are close. It's a really special um, relationship. And so I think it truly was just my connection to them and my experience with them, recognizing the impact that they had on my life, um, recognizing the value that they had, and then recognizing the lack of opportunities that they have professionally. Um, growing up, we did all sorts of recreational activities together that were made adaptive for the special needs community. So swimming, tennis, surfing, baseball, prom, all of it was awesome. And they did it all. Um, and then, you know, when high school graduation came around and it was sort of like this world of opportunities for me with summer, summer internships and studying abroad and just all college, all of the, you know, what's next in a high school senior's world, um, that reality wasn't the case for these people. They really don't have a lot of professional opportunities. Some of them that do get jobs are stuck folding napkins or cleaning bathrooms, um, which is they're just capable of so much more. And so. I wanted to create something that let them be at the forefront of the business and just have a place in society um, for everyone to see that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really awesome what you've done to kind of provide a platform to those individuals to kind of showcase their talents and abilities. And you don't see many unique companies like 321 Coffee just out and about. Like, you know, there's like Biddy and Bose, but there was nothing like that in Raleigh. So I think it's really cool that, especially that students were able to start something like that. Um, so why was a coffee shop the business model that you chose to kind of give individuals with IDD that platform? I think one of the biggest parts of this sort of like societal shift that we're trying to create, um, sort of what's going to make that happen, in my opinion, is the conversations and the relationships that people form. I think, you know, customers that come in, sometimes they come in just for a cup of coffee. They see the word coffee and are on the store like right in front they just come in for that um but when you're in the shop and you're chatting with whoever's working at the cash register you're chatting with the baristas while you're waiting for their drinks um I think that you form a bond that's really special and you know you chat about whatever you know maybe it's um that you are both fans of NC State or maybe it's that you both have upcoming birthdays or that you both love the cake pops you know whatever it may be I think there's it's really cool to watch those connections form and that relationship form and I really think that um, that's the key to sort of changing stereotypes and shifting perspectives to you know these people are people um, they've got great value they I love talking with them and I think that that is really what's going to open people's minds for workplace inclusion as a whole and so sort of stepping back to your question of why coffee um, I think that coffee is super conversational it's really calm it's laid back um and a lot of people love it so it brings a lot of people in um and it's just a fun a fun environment I know I love coffee and Hannah and I do have three two one coffee in our fridge I love that (laughs) we're big supporters that's so awesome and so you mentioned that you've built three two one since the beginning of your experience in college but what was that process like how did you do that how did you kind of get started and then how was the process of growing it 
Yeah. So it's definitely been a number of iterations over the past three years. Um, I sort of came to school with this idea of like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do something like this? You know, I'd seen Biddy and Bose. I thought it was just such a great concept, a great thing for, um, you know, people with disabilities, but also just the larger community as a whole. Um, so I sort of like, look, man, that'd be so cool to do something like that here. You know, like I said, I've got these friends from third grade, um, still friends with them now, still friends with a number of people in the area. I was like, these people would just thrive having a place like this to really contribute. Um, and so it was one day we were at lunch. It was literally in September. So like a month or two into school. And I don't know how it got brought up, but basically I just sort of said, you know, I would start a coffee shop with disabilities. And by luck, the people that I was sitting with were like, that'd be awesome. I would love to help. Um, let's do it. And it was sort of for me, sort of this me a moment of like, oh, are you serious? And they were like, yes. And so I was like, okay, like, let's actually try this. Um, and so in the beginning, I mean, we were literally college, four college freshmen, no prior business experience, straight up following our noses. So it was sort of like, okay, need a name. And someone said, how about three, two, one coffee? I was like, perfect, done. Okay, now we need a logo. Then I went to one of my sweet mates who was in graphic design. So she helped create the logo and it just pieces started coming together. Um, so for our whole first year, we did pop-up events. So we would go to different events on campus or around Raleigh. Um, it was super, was where bootstrapped. Um, we rented like folding tables from the student union. We got Starbucks coffee. We just set up um, and served coffee for free. We were really popular because free coffee is quite the draw. Um, and we just grew organically from there. And to kind of tandem off of that question, how, what would you say like the biggest change has been since you guys did pop-up shops? And I mean, I know that obviously it's been like huge changes, but can you kind of share with our listeners, like what it's been like to witness it go from pop-up shops to where you are now? Yeah, yeah, totally. So we, so the beginning was the pop-up shops. Now we are, we have a shop at the NC State Farmers Market, um, which is here in Raleigh, actually pretty close to campus, which is cool. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing was in the beginning, this was sort of started as like a fun side project. Um, I mean, personally, I was at the time I was hoping to go to med school. I was studying engineering. Um, and this was sort of like, oh, wouldn't this be fun, like a fun thing to do on the side? And we had the volunteers and it was fine. You know, it was that's what it was at the time. And it was definitely serving a purpose. But now it's as it really is transformed into something much more serious, um, which has been really cool to see that happen. I mean, last fall, coming up in a year ago, we hired 21 baristas, like as employees. And so now our baristas are, we're paying them. Um, we've got starting rates above minimum wage, which I'm really proud of. I think that that just shows like, this is a legit job for 21 people. And I think that that's such a cool thing that they can come to work, they can contribute at a high level, and they can take home a paycheck. And I hope that they feel proud of that. Um, personally, I've switched majors to business entrepreneurship, like I mentioned, um, I'm really hoping to be able to pursue this after graduation. So I think sort of that transformation from this is like a fun side thing that I'm doing in college to this is really something significant for a lot of people is pretty cool to have seen and experienced. Yeah, definitely. How did you even get started, get connected with people with IDDs? Because obviously you employ 21 people now. How did you get connected with that group of people and kind of get involved with having them work for your coffee shop? Yeah. So when we did those pop-up events, 
um, one of the coolest things was we would always leave that with another opportunity. So people would see us and they'd say, oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. Can you come to my event? You know, whether it was a golf tournament, a wedding, a office meeting, whatever it was, we would, people would ask for that. People would say, um, I've got a son or daughter, or I'm a special ed teacher. You know, I've got people that are looking for work experience. Like, can I connect with you, them with you? And I would, the answer would always be yes. And so sort of just through like organic growth and word of mouth, um, a lot of people found out about us. And so we've never put something out there that said like, hi, we're hiring. Um, we've only ever had people reach out to us and ask to get involved. And so we had a number of people working with us when we were kind of growing in that growing phase and volunteering with us. And so then when we did take on employees, we opened up applications just to that subset of people who were volunteering with us um, and then hired the 21 people who applied, which was awesome. And I mean, since then, we so we've got the 21 barista employees. We've got another 15 baristas who volunteer with us. So those are people who just weren't ready to commit to a job. Um, and now we're up to, I think, 25 adults with IDD who are on a wait list to work at 321, which again, no advertising, just people coming to us looking for a place to get work experience, a job. Um, and I think that that speaks to both the culture that we've built, but also the severity of the problem of the lack of employment opportunities for adults with disabilities. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is I think that the fact that you guys have such a lengthy waiting list and that you haven't really put out any like we're hiring, you know, like reaching out to people and like asking them to volunteer. Um, the fact that you guys have people reaching out to you just kind of highlights the need for something like 321 for sure. Totally. And uh, so I guess off of that, like, why is it important to you that you provide those opportunities um, for individuals with IDD to showcase those skills? I mean, personally, just like from my depth of involvement in this community, I just think there's so much for us to learn from them. Like I know personally, I've, I truly feel like they've made such an impact on me and I'm a better person today because I have these people as my friends and I spend so much time with them um, or I spend as much time with them as I do. And I think that from like a big picture, like societal level, I think when you can recognize the value in people who are different than you and recognize ways to learn from others. I just think it's such a good thing for everyone. Um, and I think having a place like 321 Coffee where inclusion is valued and celebrated just creates that platform. So it wouldn't be a That's My 20 Cents pod if we didn't grill you about being a female <laughs> entrepreneur. Bring it on. So we're going to kind of start out with a tough one. Do you feel like as though you're in competition with other women in business? I don't think so. I feel very fortunate that I've made a number of great relationships, especially with other women in business. Um, and I really think that I feel fortunate in that my experience has been, there's definitely a support system out there for women in business. And um, it's really centered around empowerment. People who are doing it want to help the next person. Um, you know, I think there's a great, great quote. Someone said once they said, you can either learn from your mistakes or from your mentors. Um, and if you're lucky to have someone in your life who's willing to mentor you and share their learning experiences, it just sets you up for so much more success. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I and Maggie included, I probably have some amazing mentors in our lives that have gotten us to where we are today and have built us into the women we are today. And it sounds like you can say the same. Definitely. Um, so I think additionally, like, have you faced any roadblocks in building up 321 Coffee? And that can be like as a woman in an entrepreneurship field or just in general with building up your company. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting because I think, and I'm sure like you guys experience this too, like sort of when you walk into a room, you've got, you're a woman and we're young. Um, I mean, I just turned 21 and it's, you know, I, I'm not the type of person that's like 21, but looks 30. Um, and so I think that there's definitely, I definitely feel like I've got to prove myself to some people. And especially like I spend, I spend a lot of my days in meetings, um, and I'm fortunate that I've been able to connect with a lot of people who I consider like pretty important, you know, business leaders, business owners, um, commercial real estate, uh, just people that are busy and they're important. And so I definitely feel the need to prove myself. Um, and I definitely feel like sometimes when I show up, I don't always have the respect that I leave with. And so I do feel proud that, you know, at some point in the meeting, some oftentimes the people are like, okay, like she's serious. Um, and I, I can't say like, they don't take me serious because I can't prove that they don't take me serious because I'm young. Um, but I definitely feel the need to prove myself and prove my legitimacy and like why I'm worthy of an hour of their time. So to kind of narrow down the question, yeah. what do you think that you've learned through being a woman in the industry? <laughs> I mean, I think it somewhat goes back to like, sort of what we're trying to do with 321 Coffee and just showcasing that you know, everyone has strengths and everyone has values and everyone's going to offer something different. And just because you're a business, a woman business owner or a woman business leader does not mean that you are inferior. Um, the same way that if you are a barista with Down syndrome does not, doesn't, it shouldn't limit you. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe today there's a little bit extra work that we need to do to prove ourselves. Um, but I think that I think the more and more women who are just out there doing great things is just showcasing that. I don't know. I don't even know if what I'm saying makes sense. No, <laughs> no it, it definitely does. does. Yeah. Okay, good. But yeah, I mean, I think that I think that you just got more and more examples of women doing great things and showing that there's no there's no reason for us to have to prove ourselves. Like we're we're just as able to commit at, or contribute at a high level. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so something that past guests and then we ourselves, even in our first episode, have shared on the podcast is that they sometimes feel like they're one of the few women in their field. Um, so you kind of shared that a little bit earlier. Uh, but how do you feel about that? Like being one of the few women um, entrepreneurs in the room, you know, walking into a meeting and maybe you're the only girl there. How does that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens quite a bit, especially like like I mentioned earlier, with a lot of the meetings that we have, um, honestly, we meet with a lot of men, which is like, I'm sort of now just thinking about that. It's kind of strange that it's that lopsided, um, somewhat disappointing, I suppose. But I, I personally don't feel and I feel fortunate this way. Like, I don't when I go into that meeting, and I recognize that I'm the only woman in the room, I don't feel like I'm at a disadvantage. Um, I feel proud of like what I've accomplished. I feel like I deserve to be in that room just like anybody else does. Um, and I definitely think that I have the confidence to 
present myself with. Um, like I just have so much fun with entrepreneurship. I think it is such a cool field. I think there's, it's amazing just thinking about like the limitless aspect of it. And I hope that, you know, what I hope that women aren't discouraged by feeling like they can't be there because, or can't be an entrepreneur because they lots of women entrepreneurs. Um, so I definitely am like when you ask, uh, or when you say, how do you feel that like it is majority men? I feel a little bit disappointed because I think that women would about it. Um, and I hope that if there's someone out there that is a woman and wants to be entrepreneurial, that they go do it and that they kick butt while doing it because they can. Right. That's what we're kind of like what we're trying to do right now is show people or show women how people have gone before them and kind of paved the way for that. So branching off of that, what do you think the first step to real change in that arena is to show that women can dominate in a male dominated industry? Yeah. I mean, I think so much of it is forming those mentorship relation, mentoring relationships um, to build that confidence and to learn from others. Because I do think that there's challenges that we're going to face that, men won't face. And I think, you know, having, having a conversation with someone and recognizing like, oh my gosh, you faced this challenge. Like, this is what I'm going through right now. You know, it's not just me. I think that that is such a big part of it. I think that there's a lot of challenges with entrepreneurship or business in general. Um, and sometimes it's amplified when you're a woman. And so to, to have that support network, whether it's peers, whether it's mentors, to know that you're not alone and to know that it's, like you can get through that and here's some strategies and here's what's worked and what hasn't worked um, really just overall gives confidence and like reason to believe in yourself. Yeah, I definitely think that um, women should feel like they can dominate in male dominated industries because, you know, women like you and like Grace from last week have proven that women can be successful in entrepreneurial fields. Um, so I guess, have you found that your experience building your company might be different than that of a male entrepreneur? You know, I really like to think that I've got a lot of strengths that not all guys have. Um, so, you know, maybe they would have had some things easier than I did, but I really, I really do believe that we bring our own fun and pizzazz to the industry. And I think that that, that comes with great aspects too. I like to think that as well. I agree with you. Um, can you tell me about a moment that you're really proud of 321 Coffee? So many things. Okay, well, there's one story that like really stands out to me when I just think of like a 321 Coffee success story. Um, it's a guy named Sam. Hannah, I know you know and love Sam. Oh, yeah, I know Sam. <laughs> I've heard of Sam too. <laughs> he is pretty famous around 321 Coffee. Um, so Sam involved in 321 right in the beginning he was one of our first ever volunteers he was living in rocky mount north carolina which is about an hour from raleigh and whenever we did those pop-up events he would drive him and his parents would drive to raleigh they would do the hour drive sam would volunteer and they would go back um and it was such an amazing commitment from their family as a whole i think it really spoke to um their excitement about what was happening with our mission and like the overall theme of inclusion and just wanting to be a part of it. Super cool. Um, and then three, two, one started serving 
coffee on a weekly basis to the NC State football team. And so Sam signed up to be the weekly volunteer. And so, like I said, every week Sam would drive to and from Raleigh, um, which is a big commitment. And then, so, I mean, that was just, I was, I was always humbled that he, he and their whole family just believed so much in like what 321 was doing and were willing to commit that much to being a part of the organization. Um, then when we started to grow and have like more work opportunities and we took on employees, Sam actually moved to Raleigh to live independently in order to grow with 321, which is, I mean, especially for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, that is such a huge milestone to hit. Living independently, especially an hour away from your family or your parents, like that is so impressive. And I'm just, I'm so proud of him that he was able to make that step. And I'm so proud that 321 was one of the reasons that he was able to be successful in that transition because he had a job and he had a community that was going to embrace him and help him whenever needed. Um, so that was just like such a humbling experience. Um, and then to take the success story one step further, this past spring, Sam ended up getting hired by the NC State football team because of his, he had worked there week after week serving coffee with 321 that the football team sort of just brought him in as one of their own. He started going to their team dinners on Monday nights and he would get like sideline passes to the games. And like, he just became part of their community. They recognized his value that and just like the fun that he brought to their offices every week that he would go and serve coffee um, to the point that they found a way to incorporate him into their workforce, which I think, just totally speaks to like that open-mindedness and value of inclusion that 321 is trying to achieve. And I'm so proud that like 321 was able to help facilitate so many of those success moments for Sam. Yeah. And just a side note for our listeners, if you're ever in the Raleigh area and you go to 321 Coffee and you meet Sam, he is amazing. He is my favorite person ever. Um, anytime I go to 321, he's always smiling, always serving up that coffee perfectly. He is amazing. He is. Um, and big insider <laughs> tip, um, his stage name, he's known as uh, Big Ass Music. So he actually, he writes songs and plays guitar. So if you ever come and you see him working, you should be like, oh my gosh, are you Big Ass Music? And he will absolutely <laughs> freak out. <laughs> Um, so to kind of tandem off of questions about 321 Coffee specifically, mm-hmm. so if you could describe it in only three words, so you only get three, oh my gosh. <laughs> what three words would you say? <laughs> okay, I would say fun, empowering, and community. And why would you choose those three words? <laughs> Well, I think such a big part of what we're doing is that community element. So that one definitely, definitely came to like one of the first ones that came to mind. Um, and I think that that goes first and foremost, like amongst the baristas. I think that um, something that sometimes people take for granted is like going to work and having fun um, or at least having a community that they feel like they're a part of at work. And that is something especially like when talking to the baristas and talking to their parents that that does not always exist. You know, there's something that a story that like really stands out to me when we were volunteering, there were people that would work 
volunteer at three when sorry when we were hosting events and people were volunteering with us there were a couple baristas that every week would sign up for all sorts of shifts that also had paying jobs and I was always a little bit confused as to like why they were signing up for extra shifts for volunteering with three two one when perhaps they could just pick up extra shifts at the dollar store or food line or wherever they were working um and so at one point I asked them like why why are you why are you choosing to work spend more of your time like working at 321 instead of your other job and their response was basically that all they do at the other job is clean bathrooms and I mean some of these people are such high functioning high contributors um really skilled employees and it was just such like a moment of realization that like this significant like meaningful work is not a reality for all of them um and then you take that one step further and having friends at work and having a community at work and being able to laugh and, you know, see people outside of work is then also not part of their reality. And I think 321 is able to create that in such a fun and supportive way. And I think that that is just so special that we have within our team. And I'm really, really proud of that. And then I truly think that that extends one step farther to our customers. Um, we have people that come literally every week, sometimes even from like 45 minutes away. And it's because they want to come and see Sam, um, big S music, or they want to see who, uh, you know, one of our baristas, Matthew, he has a weekly video series called Matthew's minutes where he talks about different parts of 321 or different parts of his life. And, you know, they want to come ask him about his latest episode or whatever it may be, or, you know, they just want to come in and say hi and sit and chat. And I think it's such a fun community that we've fostered um and it totally stands out to me obviously 321 has grown a ton since you started it but what's next for 321 coffee oh that's a great question (laughs) that's definitely a hot topic of conversation at the moment so sort of what we're working on right now is um super excited we're moving into roasting our own beans which is sort of like another part of the coffee industry that we have not previously been a part of um, so earlier this year, we had big plans for expanding into a storefront. So opening a second location, um, we were looking at like downtown Raleigh, which would have been a really cool, like traditional brick and mortar expansion, um, like a very typical coffee shop. And then COVID hit and it totally threw all of our plans upside down. And we had to figure out what we were going to do because the restaurant industry, the retail industry was just totally flipped upside down. Um, And so we ended up expanding our space at the farmer's market and we bought a roaster and we're now learning that industry, which I'm super excited about because I think that it's going, well, I know it's going to open up new job opportunities, one that is much different than a barista. So it's going to let us work with different skills and develop different strengths of our workforce. Um, And it's also going to let people engage with 321 Coffee in a new way. I mean, Hannah's probably... um, one of the few people that drives on a weekly basis the hour from Greenville to Raleigh to come literally just get a cup of coffee. Um, and so this way people can you know, enjoy 321 coffee wherever. We'll ship our beans. Um, it can be part of your daily morning routine. And I mean, just as simple as like buying beans from 321 coffee to use at your house or use at your office is making such an impact, which I think is so cool. Um, so that's our immediate next steps. And then the other big part of this is you know, I'm going into my, I've started one weekend to my senior year um, of college. And so graduation's coming up in May. And 
I would love to be able to pursue this after graduation. So figuring out what that looks like, where we are today and where we need to get to. And I myself personally will say that I'm super excited for Three Twins Coffee's next steps. Um, I'll definitely be taking home some beans to roast <laughs> at home. <laughs> I love and that. So, Lindsay, can you tell our listeners where they can find Three Two One Coffee, um, your physical location, and of course on social media as well, so they can check you guys out? Absolutely. So, if you're in Raleigh, we would, or you're willing to make the drive like Hannah, um, we would love for you to come visit our shop. We are located at the. North Carolina State Farmers Market, um, twelve hundred two Agriculture Street is our street address. Um, otherwise, you can definitely get more information from our website, which is just three two one coffee dot com, or our social media, which is at Drink three two one coffee. Perfect. So, Lindsay, I speak for myself and Maggie when we say we really appreciate your time and you coming on to the podcast today um, to talk about 321 Coffee. And yeah, thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> Hope you have a great night. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for including me and for all that you're doing and empowering women and business leaders. Of course. Have a great night. You too. All right, guys, so that's it for this week's episode of That's My 20 Cents. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. We are now on all major streaming platforms for podcasts, so be sure to follow us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye, guys.